Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit Radio. Professionally Fit is dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. At Professionally Fit, we help you to identify the direct correlation between your health and your career. Welcome to the show. I'll be your host and Professionally Fit founder, Ms. Lisa A. Smith, joined as always by my super dope co-host, Ms. Get Fit with Jay. Morning mastery, psychological and emotional wellness at the top of your day. How do you implement your morning routine to ensure that you are performing at your absolute best self? That and more today on Professionally Fit. But first, wait, wait what? Wait what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? I was listening, I think it was, to the Steve Harvey show recently at a client's home, and they were talking about this new contraption called the Modius. So it's kind of like a beta testing phase. They're raising money on Indiegogo to um, build out and introduce this new product to the market. It's supposed to help you lose weight, and it is a contraption that you wear on your head. And you walk around, and it's supposed to suppress your appetite <laughs> and make you, by, you know, by triggering your hypothalamus in your brain and suppressing your appetite, causing your metabolism to increase and you burn more fat. You don't do anything except for wear this contraption on your head. <laughs> so do you wear it at night at bed, or, like, do you wear it throughout the day? How does it work? You I know? have. It's called the Modius Crown. Um, I have no idea how long you need to wear it. Oh, wait a minute. It says 45 minutes per day. Uh, and you're just supposed to wear it 45 minutes a day. And it is supposed to help you lose weight. And they, it was developed by some people um, over at the University of San Diego. And you just wear it. <laughs> and it has like little clamps that clamp in the back of your uh, ear. And it is designed to help regulate your... I have no tolerance. It's designed to regulate your hunger and your appetite. I have, I have truly been intentionally working on my level of empathy, my level of understanding. And then it's things like this that come out and say, no, Jay, people are lazy and they don't <laughs> deserve. Like, you know what I'm saying? It gets more and more ridiculous. More and more ridiculous. You're going to put something on your head for 45 minutes and Instead of, because, you know, I was recently told, like, someone wants to lose weight. And they were like, I don't want to exercise. Okay. I got it. Eat better. You will lose weight naturally. Right. You know, I get it. I get there are certain um, things that hold you back, and there are certain areas that you're like, uh, I don't know. But just to totally just opt out of everything and say, put something on my head. Put something on my head 45 minutes a day, and I'm going to, you know, get slim. I'm done. You're not I'm done? done. I'm done 100% with society. There's a lot of doctors back in this and a lot of people because they um, they have a campaign on Indiegogo. And for those of you who don't know, Indiegogo is like Kickstarter. If you have a business idea, a product that you want to launch, but you need to raise money for it, you go on Indiegogo or Kickstarter and you um, ask basically the public to give you money so that you can bring this product to market. And so they've raised over 800 grand on Indiegogo. And it's been featured in a lot of popular publications, Men's Health, Forbes, 
um, BBC. And, um, but it's, 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 it's wearable technology that's just simply supposed to make you burn fat by doing absolutely nothing. The age-old method to trying to lose weight. Pop this pill, wear this waist trainer, drink this tea. Um, I remember, oh, I think I told you about a long time ago on Groupon. They had a Groupon for a patch. So uh, remember, you know, kind of like the cigarette patches. They have one for weight loss. You put this patch on, and it's just supposed to help you burn fat that by is, wearing a patch. I mean, I have no other word besides that is absolutely uh, pathetic. <laughs> Not pathetic. Oh, both, no, pathetic. From the, the from the consumers to the merchants, it's pathetic. You know, there's absolute disregard on both of their ends. It's absolute disregard for you to sell this. It's absolute disregard for you to buy this. When do, when do you say when? When do you say there's absolutely no way that I can sustain a healthy life and live to be uh, 85 years old by putting some contraption on my head? I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then to sell it to the public and market to the public just to um, get you a vacation in Greece or Spain, knowing full well that what you're doing is going to the gym and eating healthy. Right. There's no way that you founded a business got someone to back it, got all this marketing, there's there's no way you did it being broke. Right. So obviously you have some dollars in your pockets, and we all know that uh, wealth is almost, it's almost to be expected that you value your health, right. which almost says you are doing the necessary steps to be healthy. Right. So, but, but then you sell this product and go against everything you stand for yes. just to make a dollar. It's disgusting. Yeah, it, it is. And one of, well, one of the developers has used it and lost a significant amount of weight. So he says from How this do we know modus, he really, you know what I mean? Same thing with everything, you know? It's just about be believing in I absolutely don't. their rhetoric, you know? People can make a very, very strong argument for a lot of stuff. I absolutely so don't he's posted it. a picture himself and saying this is the results I've, I've gotten from Modius and um, no. People have, you know, he's got. They've gotten raised over eight hundred grand so Absolutely far. Absolutely not. Um, and, and so, <laughs> they say it's modern diets are not working across the globe. Uh, people are struggling to maintain a lean and healthy body. This is putting enormous pressure not just on individuals but entire healthcare systems. So it says Modius is a simple and easy, but also revolutionary so so solution to this problem, allowing every brain to control the shape and size of every body. There is a hormonal response when using Modius. It switches on your metabolism so you burn fat, but without the hunger pains you might usually feel when the metabolism is fired up. Hunger pains are a bodily function that's necessary. Why are we always trying to um, diminish or cover up our natural body functions? We're always trying to suppress our coughs. We're always trying to stop our nose from right. running. We're always trying to stop sweating. Keep our fever down. We want antiperspirants. We want all of these things to suppress now we don't want to feel hunger that is a trigger and your your that's how your body communicates with right you. stop sweating i don't want to sweat exactly i don't want to cry like there's so many things that gets rid of impurities or your body's natural way of reducing inflammation yes or you know um toxins in your body like it's crazy how the body is so smart it's smarter than any computer that you could ever get on yes it and you cannot rep a man cannot replicate a bodily function through some scientific algorithm it just cannot be done and believe it or not inflammation is a good thing i wrote a blog post a while back about inflammation called you're not fat you're inflamed and i talked about how 
we've demonized inflammation so much because people live in it chronically. But inflammation is a way for your body to communicate to you. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're putting too much weight on the knees or, you know, I should you shouldn't eat that sugar because now your back pains are flaring up. It's 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 absolutely necessary in acute amounts. But these are the way our bodies talk to us. We just shouldn't be living in these chronic states. Stress is even a necessary, mm-hmm. you know, function or reality. We just shouldn't be chronically stressed. But, yeah, so this thing is going to suppress your appetite, your your hunger. What you say? No? Try it out, Lisa. Try it out. You know what I'm saying? You ain't shorting my life trying to play around no, with go these. ahead. It's so crazy. And then all these people backing it, all these doctors and these people who have audiences, and you have people that look up to you, and you're telling people to wear this head band that's supposed to talk to your hypothalamus to your brain to lose weight people and and the Gorn price that was supposed to be launched in December for one is $449 now this is the perfect time to say here at Professionally Fit (laughs) we help you to get extremely healthy in a clean plant based way that's designed to sustain your life and your family's life for way more excuse me for way less than $449 a session so if you are in the market to spend $449 on a contraption that allows you to do absolutely no work, I highly encourage you to rethink the entire situation and go to www.professionallyfit.co and click on Professionally Fit and really put your money where your mouth is and push yourself. You gain way, way more by actually doing the work. So at Professionally Fit, we do just that. So take a chance on yourself. Invest in yourself. It's not that you don't have the time. It's just that you haven't made it a priority. It's not that you don't have the resources. It's just that you haven't made it a priority. So join us over at Professionally Fit. If you are in the market to get more education on a plant-based life, if you're in the market to train with strength training and cardio routines that help you reach your body goals, but you need somebody who understands that you are a career woman, you are extremely busy, and you need that coach that will help you take it to the next level wherever you are and not just show up to a gym appointment every Tuesday. So at Professionally Fit, we do just that, www.professionallyfit.co. All right. My weight what is crazy. My weight was that I don't have one. My, my weight what is that I'm so ex- immune to all of the things that I see. Like, it used to be so... <laughs> She's laughing like, no, no, you just... No, seriously, I used to be like, oh my God, wait, what? This lady is literally feeding her toddler fries at 8 a.m. Oh my God, wait, what? I asked somebody to go exercise with me and they say they'd rather sleep in. Wait, what? Like, I literally am... Like, my weight... Fresh what? out. I'm fresh out of weight, what? <laughs> I'm used to being disappointed. I'm used to people being outrageous. I'm used to people disregarding their health i'm used to um these really sensational claims in the media i'm used to um just everything that i would have been like wait what i'm just used to it it's just not surprising anymore. i'm just yeah and that's my way what that it's like i need to literally go to another country and just like um fast or something like off of all of the things that america brings with it like i need to go to china and literally just like um, detox, detox <laughs> from America, from America. Yeah. And then I think I will come back and be like, wait, what? <laughs> but while I'm in the midst of it, I love to say that, you know, I, I can, I can see through these lens and I can be like, this is our, but in the, in reality, I'm in the middle of it and I'm a part of it. 
and I'm um, I'm not exempt to possibly even contributing to it because I'm not. If someone called me and said, "Hey, let's hit up a bar," it's not like I'm going to be like, "Hey, no, that's not good for your health." I'm going to be at the bar even if they're eating like some some crazy food and drinking all these sugar Latin drinks. I'm going to be a part of that. Like, I'm not exempt i'm not i'm, I'm part i'm not i'm a part of the solution mm-hmm. but i'm also part of the problem as well mm-hmm. and um it's just that that's a hard realization yeah because you don't want to sit on your soapbox all the time and be like listen people right margaritas are not good for you but at the same time just like i told you my friend uh fed her baby uh formula and she didn't know what, and I said, well, what, what, cause I never knew what's, what is formula? Is it like a powdered real milk? Is it something that they just concocted? Is it even, and she said, I don't know. Right. And I didn't say anything. That was a heavyweight what though? That was, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, it's like, when do you step up and say, cause I'm used to people not reading labels. When do you step up and say, Hey, I know that you're not really into this health and wellness thing, but you don't think that you should know what's going into your baby's body. But I'm also used to that being the norm. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah. it's not, it, it was a wait, what kind of, but I'm like, come on. You know, who who really reads the label of Infamil? Who really reads the label of Similac? Who really, no one, not really. Right. It's like if you're breastfeeding, you know what's going into it, whatever's in your body. But if you're on Similac and things like that, then the, the chances of you actually being really, really health conscious are slim to none. And that's not to be offensive, and that's not to say that people who feed their baby um, formula don't care. Right. But the chances of you feeding them Infamil and Similac and being health conscious are slim because even when you can't breastfeed Mm -hmm. and you can't pump and then your breast doesn't produce milk, they have other options. Like, it's like for the... The Infamil and Similac is for the people who don't know better. They have so many other options if you can't feed your baby right. breast milk mm-hmm. that you don't, you're not even aware of. Yeah, yeah. And it, it does make you, make you really sad to think about how much uh, we feed our children and ourselves without knowing what's in it. We allow our government, our grocery stores even, to tell us what's healthy, right? Yeah. Just by signs they place, um, by advertisements, uh, the packaging. We allow the packaging to tell us whether or not this is healthy instead of actually reading for ourselves. And so it really scares me that, you know, people are putting these synthetic things into their children's and their, their own bodies. Um, but it's a learned behavior to become conscious of your food choices. It's actually a learned behavior. Yeah, and that's why when she told me that she didn't know, I couldn't judge because when I had my first child, I did the same exact thing. I I did not know I fed Infamil or Similac or whatever. I never once read the label. Right. I got the Gerber food when they when she advanced from um, the bottle to you know more solid foods. I never once read the label. It, I didn't even. Um, you know, start reading labels till she was probably about seven, eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. So then you have the whole thing is like, well, I didn't do it. How? But, but like you told me, now that you're aware, it's your duty kind of to right. make someone else aware. Just like you became aware, you know, drop that knowledge and maybe the, the, the seed will be planted. Maybe they'll act on it. Maybe the seed will get water and they'll act on it later. But however right. it goes, it's kind of like your responsibility to let them know. Maybe you should know what's going into your baby's yeah, body. Yeah, and that's a that's a good lesson, you know, for you guys. Like a lot of times we 
look at people making choices and we refrain from saying anything or taking action because we used to make those same choices. Exactly. And so we don't want to appear judgmental. And then also we don't want to throw them back in our first face, right? Because depending on who it is, especially if it's somebody close to you, like a spouse or a really close friend or family member, well, you, you know, did that. You fed your baby that. Why are you trying to correct my behavior? Exactly. And so people get really defensive about things like that. So it's always it, it always starts with your positioning, the way you position the conversation. But if you know something now that you wish you would have known then, it is your responsibility to share, you know. And Because I definitely used to be the same way. Like, how can I tell you to start saving money and do all this? And I just got on the... Right. right. And, you know, and but no, you know, because we have to bring each other up. And it's just all about your positioning. So it's really, really important to remember that, guys. Um, mastering your morning, Jay, let's get in to it because um you mentioned this a couple episodes back about how you know a, a lady in walmart had the opportunity to, to irritate you but because you were just such at peace and you had did some self-development that morning it she didn't even touch you and um i think it's really important that people understand how much power they have over their day and their emotions mm -hmm. because just like with our food we allow other people to also dictate our, dictate our feelings and our mood and um, taking back your power and control over that is not only possible, but essential. Absolutely. Um, so we talked a, a few podcasts back. Oh, it was a minute ago, actually. And we said that we all start. It's a number. Let's just pretend that the number is zero to 10, right? Right. 10 is being absolutely driven crazy. Can't take another minute of anything. Stressed out, pulling your hair out. I need a break, right? Right. Zero is total zen, total peace, total just control, you, you know, positive mindset. So basically when a person goes to sleep and they wake up and they hit the ground running, in my opinion, you take that level of zero, of total zen, and you immediately um, drive up that level to number two or three, Okay. right? Right. So if you decided to, hey, I'm going to master my morning. I'm going to do something. Let's just take meditation, for example, mm -hmm. right? You get up, you say, I'm going to take some moments for me. I'm going to, I'm not going to hit the ground running. I'm not going to hit the ground with people asking me for things, cooking for anybody. I'm not going to hit the ground, just hurrying up, running to work. I'm going to actually take some time. I think, I believe every morning should start off with something that enhances your life and makes your life better and makes you a better person to be better for other people. Mm -hmm. So if you start your morning off like that, I believe you stay at zero mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. You, you meditate, let's say meditate. Then you get dressed, you take your shower. All the while you're taking your shower, you still have that peaceful aura over you, right? right? right. You're thinking about the positive things that you, you're trying to manifest in your life. You're getting dressed, you're, you know, you're, your mindset is on peace and mm -hmm. love. Mm -hmm. So you carry that with you to your car. You drive to work. Now, when you hit the doors to work, I'm not going to say that's going to necessarily be like, ha, ah, right. I meditated. But whatever hit your boss comes at you, you've been at zero this whole time. So now you're only at one, right? So let's just imagine if you hit the ground running, falling out the bed, shoot, hit snooze five times. Let me hurry up and iron my clothes. Shoot, I don't have nothing. I guess I'll get something to eat when I'm at work. Uh, tri tripping out the door. 
you might be at four when you leave or three when you leave. So when your boss tells you something, right. you're already at four. So when they tell you something, you're at five now. Right. So it doesn't take you long to get to 10. It doesn't take much. So you feel stressed out easier than a person that mastered their morning. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yep, 100%. So you have to be, for me, I have a practice for years now. That feels so good. I was just telling someone how good it feels to um, to have been consistent with so many things for so many years. Mm. Um, you know, to have started with, not having a clue of how whatever I was doing would benefit me, only hearing about how it would benefit me. Oh, they say that if you work out, you'll get toned. Oh, they say if you drink a lot of water, you'll feel more energy. Oh, they say. Everything that I started off with, it was what they say. Right. I had absolutely no tangible proof or any tangible evidence that this is true. So everything that I started off with was like what they say. But all the things that they said, I started implementing, mm -hmm. and once I started implementing those things, I started learning, you know, more things. So I started, um, you know, meditating. I think that came from you, though. Did you, are you the one who kicked off meditation? Maybe post, um, after we kind of got into yoga. <laughs> Everything piggyback. And, oh, and that's another thing. Piggybacking, like once you start something you and you're consistent for so long, other things will piggyback on them things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, uh, I recently had a conversation with someone who was like, well, of course you're into it. You had a lot of help. Like, wait, no, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of help, but what I did have was a mindset that said, let me do this thing. And then I began to like build on that. Right. So like with mastering your morning, you could start it off with something as simple as, let's say, I'm going to get up in my morning and I'm going to sit on my couch for 10 minutes. You don't have to watch anything. You don't have to read anything. You don't have to meditate. You don't have to exercise. You can literally just sit down on your couch for 10 minutes and just think about how you want to be in the next five years. What am I, what type of, um, what type of life do I want to have in five years? And, and calmly think about how you want to better your life. Just start off with 10 minutes. I've learned that you don't have to start out, hit the ground running with, when it comes to enhancing your life. Right. I used to be like, okay, you need to start meditating and then work out for five minutes, then you need to journal. But no, you can just literally decide like, okay, instead of just hitting my snooze and then stumbling into the shower and out the door, right. sit on the couch for 10 minutes. That's a good start. What do yep. you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think starting your day is is one of the most critical, the way you start your day is one of the most critical things you'll do all day. And so um, there's a book by a gentleman named Hal Elrod. And in the book, he talks about the top six things that every successful, that um, all successful people do in the world. So they do one of these six things. Mm -hmm. And those six things are either journaling, exercising, meditating, reading, affirming, or visualizing. And so all, you know, every successful person in the world does at least one of those and the most successful do, does more than one. Um, and again, that's journaling, exercising, meditating, reading, affirming, or visualizing. And what you just mentioned about just sitting on the couch and thinking about your future is visualization. And um, that's one of the easiest ones to do. But starting your day with personal development helps to set the stage for the remainder, uh, remainder of the day. And one of the most important things to remember about having a great morning is 
to master your evening. A great morning starts with a great night. Mm-hmm. So So prepping and planning for your next day, whether that be food, whether that be clothes, whether that be the time you're going to work out the next mm-hmm. day, packing your gym bag, whether that be deciding on what personal development practice you're going to start in the morning. Um, you know, one of my favorite is definitely visualizations because a lot of people believe that things aren't possible because they can't see them, right? Mm-hmm. And so I've said several times that, you know, sight is what you see with your eyes open and vision is what you see with your eyes closed. So when you can just take a moment and picture and build out in your mind what you want to come to fruition, it makes it more accessible to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so visualization is a very powerful exercise mm-hmm. along with meditating. And a meditating can be extremely overwhelming for people. And a lot of people believe that they can't do it, that it's not right for me. I fidget too much. My mind races. I can't be still. I'm really uncomfortable. But you can start off literally with two minutes of meditation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that really helped for me was guided meditation. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, you know, having, uh, tapping, you can find things on YouTube. Uh, there's an app that I really like called Mindspace. And there, these are guided meditations where, you know, someone is talking to you in your ear and kind of walking you through the meditation practice. So it's really, really effective. I really like Ziva meditation as well. Um, I think the founder of Ziva meditation, she's awesome. So there's definitely apps you can use, journaling, writing things down, and putting them in your own handwriting on a pen and pad is extremely possible. Um, I remember when I finished uh, the book, um, Think and Grow Rich, uh, there was an exercise in there talking about, uh, he read word for word a statement that you should write out to kind of seal the deal on what you want to see in your future. So mm-hmm. I got out some pen and pad and I wrote down that exact sentence but made it applicable to myself and my company. And it just felt really empowering. And I still have it and I read it and I, I've stored it. And I'm like, by this date in 2017, I will have this, that. And so writing down exactly what you want and then going back and seeing it and watching it come into fruition, that's what even some of my blog posts have done for me. So maybe writing for you was not pen or pad, but maybe it's digital writing. Mm -hmm. is extremely powerful Um, when it comes to exercising you already know how effective that can be Um, that top of the morning workout is the best time to work out because when you exercise you put your body under stress so during exercise you actually release cortisol and so you want to give your body time throughout the day for that cortisol to diminish so a lot of people sometimes work out right before bed and complain about not being able to get to sleep because their mm-hmm. body is still extremely active. So starting your day with some movement is really, really powerful. Um, but like Jay said, when your feet hit the ground, you're working on you. When you start the day pouring into your family, pouring into your spouse and your kids, pouring into your boss, but not pouring into yourself, um, it takes a lot away from your capabilities. And then you become one of those people who always complain about doing for everybody else and never for yourself. Right, as if you have no control. That's what I was about to say, not realizing that it's a choice that you're making to do that. Yeah, I like that um, quote you said or the, the, te- the line you said about being the architect of your life. Like, you are literally the architect. You design. You structure. You can write the blueprint. Blueprint. You can follow the blueprint. You you have absolute control over how you want to build your life, structure your life, live your life. If you don't like the way it's going, sit down and decide what you need to nip and tuck for it to work um, in your best interest. Uh, one of the things, another thing about mastering your morning is making your bed. 
Yes. Making your bed. It starts your day off. And I remember my friend Lobi, she says all the time, like, I can't start my day off without my bed being made. Like, it ruins my day. Like, I don't feel right. And I used to be like, what? Right. Girl, you crazy. But now I understand. Like, making your bed, it starts your day off with structure. It makes your mind feel like, okay, let me start my day off with getting things right. Let me start my day off with doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm going to come home to something that's structured. Like, making your bed is another one way to start your morning off. When you leave your bed in disarray, you're starting your day in disarray. Mm-hmm. Make your bed up, okay? We don't always give hard things to do, a hard to-do list. Make your bed up, okay? <laughs> another easy to-do list. Eat a quality breakfast. Yeah, fuel up. Fuel up. Give your body something to process that's something that enhances your well-being, all right? I'm not saying eat breakfast and pull up and get a McMuffin. No, eat something that you know for sure that will enhance the quality of your health. Because when you eat a power breakfast, it makes you feel powerful. It makes you feel more uh, stronger physically because you're eating something that is something that gives you energy. It, it wakes you up because food is never supposed to make you feel sluggish. Food is supposed to make you feel alert mm-hmm. and aware and strong. Like gives you energy. That's what food is supposed to do. Um, another thing is, and we don't we don't think about this, but another thing that we can do to enhance the quality of our life is speak with people who give us energy. Just speaking with people who give us energy. Um, there's people in our lives. It could be your mom, your grandma, your spouse. You can call. Like I know a lot of older people who. Um, are up at the at the crack of dawn, and they are your favorite people. Say your grandmother or your mom or whoever, and but we still choose to get up at seven a.m. and and be in our own world. Like we literally, you can literally pick up the phone and call these people if you know they're up, and you will not create any type of um, havoc in their lives because they're already up. If your grandmother puts positive energy in your life and you know your grandmother is an early morning person she cannot get up and start her day without her newspaper and coffee at 5 a.m and you just love your grandmother to death call her call her and speak to her in the morning you would never know the the impact that that would have on your day just starting your day off with love yeah so um that's one so making your bed up mm-hmm. uh, eating a quality breakfast personal relationships yeah. um in the morning those are my um my three uh any yeah i like that and I, oh i love that intimacy and engaging with somebody who lifts your spirits in the morning because i know a lot of people even do um like prayer calls my mom did that every morning she had a buddy that she would pray with on the phone every mm-hmm, morning mm-hmm. and so if your spirit you know your bible reading that text it really helps you feel you know tiff is really big on like her scripture on a day and she has a bible app on her phone mm-hmm. um and so making sure that you're doing what feeds your spirit in, uh-huh. a, in the time where you feel like you have the least amount of time. Another one, just going back to mastering your evening too, is um, get up in the morning. So a lot of us hit snooze and we sleep to the very last minute that we can. But what I suggest is number one, um, putting your alarm clock or your phone, whatever you use for an alarm across the room. Don't have it within arm's reach of you. 
uh, because once you're out of the bed, it significantly decreases your chances of getting back in the bed. So put that alarm either in another room or all the way across the room so you have to physically get up to shut it off. Exactly. Um, Another one the night before is shut down that cell phone. This is really tough for a lot of people to not go to bed uh, after scrolling for a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can give your phone a bedtime, number one, the UV, the blue light from the phone is really toxic. But besides that, your brain is slower than you are, so which means even when you shut that phone down, your brain is still trying to process everything you just read and saw. And so when you complain about racing mind, it's because you haven't done anything to wind down your brain. So Absolutely. instead of scrolling a few minutes before bed, you can try spending time with your spouse. You can try having sex. You can try uh, playing a board game or watching something interesting with your family, um, calling a girlfriend, you know, try doing an engaging activity with another human being or um, having some alone time with yourself as opposed to scrolling before bed. Another nighttime routine that will help you master your morning is a brain dump. And I've talked about this before where if you're one of those people like me who are oftentimes obsessed with your calendar for the next day and everything that you have to do, get out that pen and pad and that notebook and do a brain dump. This is where you jot down everything that you know you need to remember. It might not even be a to-do list, right? Buy groceries, get avocados, you know, pick up this for my upcoming trip or meeting. But it also might be uh, explore and research more about this potential business idea. Uh, See how much it costs to start investing in real estate. Whatever are all the things you kind of keep on the back of your mind and constantly remind yourself of with your mental to-do list, Dump that on a sheet of paper or in a notebook so that you can rest peacefully without feeling like you've forgotten something or that you're leaving something behind. So a brain dump is a really powerful tool for a nighttime routine as well. Um, Jay, I think in the past we've also talked about decision-making fuel on a couple of episodes mm-hmm. um, and that it's been scientifically proven that you only have so much mental energy to make decisions throughout the day. So if you start your day off having to make very minor decisions, like what am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? What are we going to have for dinner tonight? Where should we celebrate our anniversary next month? Then you're significantly reducing the amount of energy you have to make more critical decisions. That's why you've heard, you probably have heard a lot of people say uh, how they have to only schedule their big business meetings in the morning because they're sharper or they do their best work if they have to do a big um, project or they have to write uh, some blog or content or record something. A lot of people say that they're best in the morning. Yeah, they're I sharper. say that um, it's funny because a lot of my decision making, even like <laughs> I was just joking with someone like, you know, I was like, you know what? What you just said uh, the other day, don't it? It doesn't add up. I slept on it, and I, thought, I and thought, I woke up in the morning, and I woke and up I thought in the about, morning because that's when I'm the sharpest. Yes. You can get a lot by not that much, but you can get much more by me at nighttime, and that's why you can't start your day with being boggled down with doing tasks for other people. Mm-hmm. Start or many your tasks that can be planned the night before. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Another thing that is part of mastering your morning is learning. Um, 
podcasts, documentaries, uh, maybe a radio talk radio. Yes. We were just talking about your brain being the sharpest, right? Yes. So trying to listen to a podcast at eight o'clock in the evening versus getting up in the morning and listening to something. And they call that passively learning. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to just sit there and just, you know, sit at your table and listen to this podcast while you're putting your makeup on, while you're getting dressed, you're listening. It's like a lot of the time I listen to podcasts, I listen while I'm doing dishes or I listen when I'm driving or I listen when I'm working out. It's called passively learning. The pressure is off. But the listening is on, mm-hmm. and you don't feel so, um, you know, what's the word? Not obligated, but you don't feel so stressed or whatever to listen to or learn whatever. You just can do whatever you need to do, and you can just passively learn, passively become better, passively engage into this thing that can uplevel your life. Yes. So if you have to clean up, if you're a housekeeper and you got to clean this big, tall building, put the podcast on. You know, you don't have to... Um, like set time aside, like get yeah. up on your way to work, listen, and when you punch it, like continue your morning. And when we say master your morning, that does not mean once you get to work, it mastering your morning is cut off. Right. Mastering your morning can be well within an hour or two within your, your work shift. Yeah. Well into dropping your kids off. Like, but just start mastering your morning before you uh the pressure is on yeah (laughs) i think i'm obsessed with passive stuff because i didn't even know so you know passive learning is a really big big deal for me and you and i right right um but also passive exercise Uh so i didn't know how much i talked to some of my clients about passive exercise because a lot of people believe they have to have a dedicated time for their exercise so they say they, they don't have time or they're too busy and so uh, my sister is one of my clients. And so me, my sister and I were just chatting the other day. And she's like, Lise, she works in a hospital. And she's like, Lise, they were just laughing at me at work um, because, you know, I was just in the hallway visiting patients. And I was walking to each room doing walking lunges, right? And um, she said, you know, I just drop down in the middle of my shift and knock out 15 squats. And then I'll do some walking lunges to get to the other side of the floor. And she said they were yell, yell, laughing at her. She's like, and I came up and was like, this is passive exercise. I'm, <laughs> I'm getting it done, you know, during right. my shift. Hey, and sis. I'm just like, round of applause. Hey. She's like, I'm going to get it done regardless. I couldn't make it to the gym today. So passive exercise is just incorporating some random movement into another task. You stand I love in, it. in line I'm at the fan. grocery store or at the gym, raise your arms over your head and do some shoulder presses, you know? I'm like, an absolute fan of that. Um, and then what we talked about months back about slivers of time, too. That's using your slivers exactly. of time to be way more productive. So, yes, I am a huge fan of passive learning um, because I'm just too busy to sit down and dedicate a block of time to one task sometime. And I'm not a promoter of multitasking, but there's things you can do while you're doing other things. So like listening to podcasts or listening to an audio book, you know, early in the, this year when I decided I wanted to start investing in the stock market, right? I went to YouTube and I started watching Boyce Watkins and some other people to learn more about investing. But I would listen to these things while driving. So I don't listen to music and it's like a running joke i don't listen to music i don't listen to the radio i don't watch tv 
But what I do do is I use my slivers of time to learn about the things I want to learn about. And so that's how I started learning about investing my money. And that's how I started being caught up and up to date about the, you know, the political climate and um, some other things that I just wanted to sink my teeth into is definitely by passive learning. So that's a great way to start your day as well. And it keeps your brain really, really sharp. It's like, uh, you know, mental gymnastics. Yeah, absolutely. And it keeps your stress levels down. That's the most important things. I think in this society, stress is accepted. I'm so stressed. Girl, I'm so stressed out. I'm so stressed out. My job makes me so stressed out. Girl, I'm stressed out too. It's so stressful. And And it comes, you know what I mean? But if someone told you they have a headache, you would expect the next day that you see them that they don't have a headache because that's not normal. Like, okay, did you get rid of that? Did you take care of that? Right. But when you say you're stressed, right, it's almost like, yeah, I know you're going through that. You're going to be stressed. And if you say you're stressed the next day, it's kind of like chronic stress is, is accepted. It's accepted. When right. it should not be, you go through things, but there should be an outlet yes. for you to be able to manage your stress. And that's a, that's a that's something that we aren't taught. That's not something that you necessarily self learn. It takes a lot of um, connection to people who know about that lifestyle to tell you, hey, listen. Just like right now on my Groupon, it's it's amazing because I forget about it every time. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. I forget about this Groupon every week, and every time I check my Groupons, I remember it. Do you remember when I got super excited about buying that float? Yeah, I knew exactly what you said about when you said it. Because I thought about the other day, like, did she ever use that Groupon for the floating, what is it called? The Zen water and you Zen, go? Zen uh, water beside, uh, cycle. Something like that. I don't even know what it's called. But it's it's basically like you go into this water. I'm going to pull it up. Just give me a second. I'm going to pull it up. Because they need to know the level of... <laughs> Once you remember, you're gonna yeah, use it for sure. Once I remember, I'm going. I'm gonna. I mean, yeah. Well, it expires November 11th. So oh, I already, so you got Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to um, schedule it closer to my birthday, so I didn't want to um, use it in and like use it in August or September or okay. something like that. I wanted my birthday month to be full of like, um, you know, it's kind of like a Zen type of thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, definitely. So yeah, I'm searching for it right now, guys, and I'm going to let you know because. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Float therapy session. Yes. Float in therapy. That's so what, what it is. does, I float in body temperature and the, the, the water changes to my body temperature. And I it's think it's salt, salt in the water. Salt, yes. It's okay. salt water. And you lay on your back with your arms just in the most relaxed position. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a radio. You don't have anyone to talk to you. You don't have anything. All you have is this water that's your body temperature, and and that's it, pretty much. And they can, if you're a person that is claustrophobic, you 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 don't have to be closed in. But if you're a person that's like, hey, no, I want the whole experience, you can be enclosed in this like almost like, uh, like a case, right? And just float in this water on your back. And whether you know how to swim or not, it um. You can do it. And then a lot of the questions was, like, you know, the FAQ questions was like, well, if you don't know how to swim, they're like, your body naturally floats. Like, right. you you come in, you lay on your back, you float, and then, and they say, well, what if I can't relax? And they even admitted, they say, you probably won't be able to. Yeah, yeah, you need that, to come the back. average person cannot relax. You need to come back two, three, or four times. Yeah. And then by the maybe, like, the fourth time, you would have been 
have trained your mind to, to be still. To calm down. And that brings me to what I have been intentionally doing as well. Now, one of the things that I started doing, um, like, for when my mother passed was, do you remember that when I used to um, wear headphones and comedy in my ear at all times? Yeah. 20, I mean, if I wasn't at home, I wore com- I wore headphones and I listened to nothing but comedy so I wouldn't cry in public. Mm. Like, I would wear literally um, grocery store, anything, anything that required me to be out in public for two reasons. One, so I wouldn't cry. Two, so people wouldn't talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that be, that has become more so a habit versus in being intentional. Right, but it was very therapeutic. It was very therapeutic. Then I listened to Kevin Hart, I listened to Kevin Williams, I listened to all these different people that distracted me. I listened to, uh, what's his name? It starts with an L. It, it was just so many comedians. I, I became familiar with comedians I had never been uh, familiar with. But now I realize, like now I still put my headphones on. I don't listen to comedy like that anymore, but I listen to um, music in public. Mm-hmm. And I realized, like, I need constant stimulation. Mm-hmm. And so um, the other day I was like, Jay, don't put your headphones on. Like, go get go get whatever you need to get from the store and don't wear your headphones. Like, you need to be in touch with your own, th- without someone guiding them, without having, without needing stimulation and things like that. So, you know, I've been working on that, but that's also a part of mastering your morning. Like, to be so uh, self-aware Starting off with clarity, starting yes. off with, you know what, this is what I want to change. This is what I want to um, up-level. This is what I need to do. All these, uh, everything that I want to um, apply to my life really starts in my morning where I'm the sharpest. Yes, it Like, does. okay, you always need stimulation. That bothers me. Why do I always need something in my ear? Why do I always need something to entertain me so that I am not alone with my own thoughts? This comes from me sitting still in the morning, journaling. This has come when I um, exercise early in the morning and I take a shower and I'm thinking in the shower, like, you. this is what you need to change. Yes. That mental, before th- my kids get up, because once, they, once their feet hit the ground, I got to think about their needs. Right. So this is like that time between what they need, what I have to do. It's like that slot. Right. That is a really, really good point one of the most important things that come with uh, these personal development practices is is self-awareness and I think being able to be still and be quiet and sit in silence with yourself is the hardest thing that any individual could do and a lot of us avoid that Mm -hmm. um, because a lot of things come up when that happen and and these are you know emotions that we want to shy away from and you know it's essentially looking yourself in the mirror there's a meditation retreat and forgive me because the name of it is slipping my mind but it's a silent meditation retreat and they're available throughout the world you tell me about that and a good friend of mine went to one in toronto and then new zealand and she talked about how when she went to the one in Toronto, it's 10 days of complete silence. And you're on this retreat with, you know, several other people. And these silent meditations are free around the world. You have to physically get there. But to do the 10-day meditation and to, to live um, on the to live on the retreat during these 10 days is free. And you are completely silent and many of them even have hooded robes that you have to wear you 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 know you're not even supposed to make eye contact with anyone else and the idea is that you spend these 10 days going inward and exactly and and you're completely silent and i remember my friend telling me how she ended up leaving after a couple days when she first tried it because it was just too hard it was too emotional too much stuff was coming up and she couldn't 
deal with it. Um, and then she recently went back last year to New Zealand and she got through the whole retreat. My mom recently went to a retreat and they, as part of like the five day retreat, one of the days was meant to be spent in complete silence. And imagine how hard that is to not talk to anybody, mm -hmm. to not, like you said, have any of that mental stimulation constantly. Like just try on your drive to work or your drive home if you don't already. Not having the radio on, not talking on the phone, not mm -hmm. saying anything, and just being alone with your thoughts. So for some of us, we do it all the time. It's really therapeutic and easy. But for many of us, it's very difficult to stop and be still and be silent. So I can imagine that flow in therapy being really hard for people. Yeah, I know it will be hard for me. And what's interesting is one of the things about mastering your mornings, we said all this, but one of the things that we didn't touch on is that it should have been first. What do you think it should be? Sex. No. <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> one of the things is getting up earlier. Yeah. We yeah. never touched on that. Getting up early, people are like, okay, I get up, I met before my before it's time for me to do this. Okay, so it should be a no brainer, but I'm going to go ahead and spell it out. You have if you need to get up at six, you might have to get up at five. Right. <laughs> I'm going to spell it out. I I assume that you probably would know that, but when I thought about it, I was like, we probably need to um, kind of announce the fact that if you want to master your mornings, your mornings have to start earlier mm -hmm. than your regularly scheduled programs. Yeah. If you have to get up at 7, we are not telling you at 7 o'clock squeeze in 20 minutes for yourself. No, we're telling you get up at 6.30 now. Right. If your morning starts at 5 a.m., we're telling you to get up at 4 a.m. Like, we're not telling you to squeeze it into your normal time. We're telling you to get up earlier. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah, you do have to carve out a time. It may not be a whole hour um, because with, with clients, when I've, you know, work with clients with improving the start of their day, I always just su suggest like a 15 to 20 minute, um, earlier start time to get up and dedicate because it's hard, you know, in the beginning. Um, so to tack on a whole, you know, take away an hour of somebody's sleep, it sounds daunting initially. So I usually suggest a 15 to 20 minute extra start time and you spend that time either doing visualizations, affirmations are really powerful, you know, audibly speaking into existence, how you want your day, your month and your year to look. Um, and, you know, or journaling or exercise, starting off with some movement. We talked about fueling your body properly. Jay talked about breakfast. Um, I often talk about drinking water at the top of the morning, especially for a lot of my clients who have issues with getting it in. They start their day with coffee or tea, and that uh, terribly disrupts their palate for the rest of the day. And so um, the, that, those water goals are essential in the morning. Um, if you're doing intermittent fasting, still try and get that water in. So uh, mastering your morning is all about setting the tone for how you want your day to look. So let's bridge the gap for them, Jay, because this is essential in your career um, as an entrepreneur or a nine to fiver. Bridging the Gap is our segment where Jay and I make the direct correlation between today's topic and your business as an entrepreneur or your career as a nine to fiver. Starting your day um, in your business it's one of the most, the way you start your day is one of the most critical things you'll do all day. I remember um, listening to some information for uh, some interviews with some CEOs and some really high level executives and they were talking about if they have a task that they're not looking forward to doing. Let's say they have to have a tough conversation with somebody 
or they have to fire somebody, um, or if they have a report, a critical report that they need to review, they always, always, always schedule it first thing in the morning. Number one, um, because you don't want to spend most of your day dreading that task. So if you're putting that thing on your calendar at 3, 4, 5 p.m. versus putting it on your calendar at 9 or 9.30 or 10 a.m., um, it forces you to just have this daunting task that you're not looking forward to at the end of your day. So if you have reports due for work, school paper due, don't put those things off, but put them in the front load your day with those tasks so that you can be free and clear for the remainder of the day. Um, as an entrepreneur, I do the same thing with my clients. I try and front load my clients as much as possible. Jay asked me earlier while we were offline, like about what time does your day end? And I'm like, oh, I try and have my day done by 11.30 a.m. And of course, that's not administrative tasks and things I have to take here on the back end of the company. Um, I save, you know, a lot of that content creation and stuff for after I've taken care and coached clients. I'll have evening phone clients, and then depending on what state our clients are in and the time zone, that affects things. But I try and front load my day, get all of my clients out of that way, all of the physical exertion that I have to do to work with people out of the way um, at the start of my day because it's just much easier. And so as an entrepreneur, is critical. how you start your morning is critical because throughout the day you're faced with so much should i quit am i going broke this is it i'm gonna be great oh my god no i'm not i'm failing a client just canceled a client wants to start it, you know social media i still gotta post i have contents i have reports i want to respond to these emails you have so much coming at you at once especially if you're the sole proprietor that you have to be a master of your time and one of the things um one of my uh, mentors in my brain recently said, she talked about um, it's not time management, but it's called time budgeting. And I love that analogy because she talked about the difference between trying to manage your time versus budgeting your time. And basically just like with your money, deciding where things should go and, you know, where how your time should be divided to make sure you're maximizing and getting the most return on investment so you know i was like okay boom i budget my time i don't manage my time and so i really <laughs> loved you know that instant implementation how we do uh so i really really love that because that's what that's how you you know make sure you're the most successful the night before i've already cooked you know at least my meal for the day because i use dinner for breakfast everybody knows i don't we don't believe in traditional breakfast food so if i had like black beans quinoa and sweet potatoes for dinner that's more than likely going to be my breakfast and so that's less of my decision making fuel being used up that next day um i i'd study my calendar the night before so i'll know where you know all the places i have to go the meetings i have and just have my brain wrapped around you know what i need to be prepared for so studying my calendar already knowing what i'm having for breakfast already having my gallon water jug filled up Things like this help me to have a better morning so I can start off pouring into myself as an entrepreneur. I love the way you ended that, pouring into yourself, because there's no better way to sum up what we've been talking about. It's pouring into yourself. Um, you know, as when you think of nine to five, you literally think of nine to five. That means I get up at this time, I come home at this time. And I remember being on an elevator with someone and she was like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to, I'm so tired. I just get off work and I just, this, 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 and that. And I asked her, like, what did you do when you got off of work? Mm -hmm. What did you do? I went home, prepared for the next day. And there was like nothing in between cushion your spirit to take the, the, the onslaught 
of responsibility. That's when we when this whole podcast have basically been been telling you how to cushion your spirit for the onslaught of responsibility of adulting of being an adult of doing things that are necessary to get the things that you want in life you have to cushion your your spirit you have to do psychological fitness it is not a guarantee that you will be able to take on the day it's something that i personally used to take for granted if i'm alive that means that i'm i'm okay right and i'm happy and, and 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 i realized when it be, when i became an adult an older adult that no it has to be intentional yes you, if you start the day off with zero, try to keep it at zero as long as you possibly can. And that means not hitting snooze. That means making up your bed. That means eating healthy breakfast. That means, oh, one of the things that I want briefly talk about is your top five. Mm-hmm. We cannot end this podcast without talking about social influence. Yes. Um, the people, your top five, will influence you heavily. They will make you feel that what you're doing is either A, the perfect thing to be doing, or B, radical and you're ridiculously um, just doing things that are over the top. Mm-hmm. So the people that in your life, they, they will enhance your mornings. They will make you get up in the morning. Like you and I, we talk a lot about um, mastering your mornings, not necessarily with the headline or the hashtag, right. or the, but we talk a lot about, and it makes sense to us. And so some of the things that I, pl- I implement, I talk to you about, and some of the things you implement, you talk to me about. Yep. So you're, the people that you even keep in your circle will enhance your mornings and will enhance your evenings yep. to make your mornings better. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And if you're still trying to figure out how, what can I implement my day with, I have a great suggestion. Over at Professionally Fit, we have a course called Sci-Fi, which stands for Psychological Fitness. And in this course, there are five modules that help you to exercise your mental capacity. So if you are in the market to get psychologically fit, because that's one of the things we neglect when we start thinking about physical fitness your psychological fitness doesn't come automatically like jay said a lot a lot of times we think i woke up so i'm fine i'm good right and that's simply not the case how are you preparing preparing every day for emotional and psychological stressors so our clients over at professionally fit go through a course called sci-fi um, which is an audible course created by myself that's designed to help you identify some things in your life that needs improving we talk about becoming a starter we talk about doing versus becoming we talk about becoming a finisher we talk about life expectancy so these modules are things you can listen to at the top of your day to start your morning they're really really short and they are a great way to exercise your mental uh, psychological capacity so join us over at www.professionallyfit.co click on get professionally fit and get started with making sure that you are staying truly professionally fit by not just mastering your physical health but your psychological wellness as well as always guys thank you so much for listening for this and past episodes remember you can join us on soundcloud on apple Podcasts by searching for professionally fit or directly on the website at professionallyfit.co until next time be Be well. well